gun to your head. You can only pick one. You have two seconds to answer. Schoolboy Q or ASAP Ferg? Today's tea is a zero-calorie Steez iced green tea, and it's the half-and-half half one. So it's half green tea, half lemonade, and I'm actually about to try it for the first time right now. And uh, here we go. You know what? The tea is good. I will say that. Um, I I prefer my tea to be a tad bit, let's see, sweeter. But I mean, it is a green tea. But let's read the back of the can really quickly. It says, we created Steez with one purpose, to make the best tasting natural green tea beverage on the planet. Mission accomplished. Well, damn, tea, they, they real cocky with it. They They claim to be the best tasting. I don't think they are, but it's not bad. Um, I enjoy half and half. I feel like I really can't really taste the half and half. I really like to be able to distinct the, the sourness of the lemonade. But other than that, it not really being sour how I like it and sweet how I like it, it's still good. It's refreshing. And I mean, it's zero calories, so it, it ain't gonna hurt me. I got the tea from my local grocery store which is heb because i rep texas i'm from that dirty south where we shop at heb but yeah it was next to everything else next to the gatorade the powerade water all that business all the other teas and it was in a cool looking can so i picked it up i'll take a picture of the can post it to teawithtammy.net so you know what i was sipping so you can find it for yourself like I said, it's a good, refreshing tea. All right, so don't think I forgot about that question I asked you earlier. You only had two seconds, and I hope you had an answer. But if you're curious on what my answer would be to the question, Schoolboy Q or ASAP Ferg with the guns in my head with only two seconds, I would pick Schoolboy Q. Off top. I feel like I know a lot more Schoolboy Q songs than ASAP Ferg songs. Although I've listened to all of the projects both artists have put out, I can recall a lot more songs from Schoolboy Q's projects. And I can say that I find myself going back to Schoolboy Q's music a lot more than I find myself going back and playing ASAP Ferg's. Don't get me wrong, they both get me hype. I just feel like Schoolboy Q has a more everlasting or memorable sound for me. I love I'm on a new level. I love Shaba Ranks, but I also love Hands on the Wheel, Collard Greens, that part, and the list can go on. I'm extremely curious on what your answer would be to that question so go ahead and tweet me i'm gonna send out a tweet you know just asking schoolboy q or asap ferg and you can reply or quote saying your answer and speaking of schoolboy q he did just drop blank face the album 
And I, I took a listen to it, and I'll say that it's it sounds good. I wouldn't say it's his best, but it's entertaining. And that kind of describes the year thus far when it comes to music. Nothing has been extremely amazing, but it's all been entertaining to say the least. 2016 has not disappointed when it comes to rap music. I feel like there's literally been something for everyone to jam. You know, we got our ratchets with our, you know, we got the young thug in the future. We've got some, you know, we got a little hood stuff for the Yo Gotti and the Kevin Gates lovers. We got that underground cover with the Flatbush Zombies, Domo Genesis. And then, of course, we got our mainstream baddies with Kendrick Lamar with the Untitled and, of course, Drake with Views. So there's literally been a project for everyone. And, of course, the list goes on with the albums and the mixtapes have dropped this year so far. Everyone's favorite rapper from today is dropping music this year. It seriously feels like Christmas every other week with... The projects and the packages that are just coming out being delivered by these rappers. It's gotten to the point where listening to some projects feels like homework. Like, oh, I have another one to do. It feels never ending, but at the end of the day, I'm definitely grateful for it. I'm even grateful for the rappers that I don't like on a musical level and a personal level. Because I can put my opinions to the side and acknowledge that those rappers have fans as well. But it's sometimes hard to see a rapper that I really don't care for on a personal level get some shine or just be in in the limelight just because, I don't know, I think on emotion and connection sometimes. And I prefer rappers that I listen to to have a personality I would see myself being around or getting along with. Once a rapper rubs me the wrong way or shows like an unfavorable color to them, I I drop them quickly. Let me let me give you a few examples. These are some rappers that I feel like would make a horrible friend to me personally. And it plays a factor in, you know, if I listen to their music or how I receive that music that they make. One rapper being Action Bronson. Now, I feel like he can rap and he has the potential to make good songs. But I went to one of his shows a few years ago and I will say that he didn't seem like the nicest guy. Action Bronson gave me the vibe that he is a natural asshole. And you know what? That's that's sometimes okay because you're not going out of your way to be an asshole like some people. He just seems like a natural asshole. Okay, so let me give you the story. So I went to one of his shows. It was an outside venue in a town that's not too popular and sometimes not on a map. And I guess he didn't know it was an outside venue or a small town that's not on a map, and he kept commenting about it on the microphone during his set. And it was very off-putting because 
I I lived in the area and I felt like he was kind of dissing where I'm from. So Action Bronson in between songs would be like, I don't know where I am right now. I don't know what the fuck you call this city, but uh, what up? And I would just be like, uh, hello, okay. You didn't have to say all that. Then he would do another song and then get back on the mic and be like, man, I really don't know what kind of setup this is. I don't know why the crowd is way over there. And I'm just like, why are you commenting on stuff that we both can't change right now? So just get back to the music and stop making us feel bad as if we put the venue together and we put the crowd in this area of the venue. But that's not even all of it. As he was going throughout his his set, he was just not really feeling where he was at and it was apparent and he would sing or he would rap half a song and then he would tell the DJ, okay, just cut it, go to the next one. And I'm just like, I know this song. You didn't even get into half of the second verse. Like, why are you cutting it short? And then one time, a, like an instrumental started and he was like, oh, just skip over that one. We don't have to do that one. And I'm just in the crowd like, what? So that was in the set list. The DJ had the music, but you're choosing not to perform it? Action Bronson just seemed like a natural diva, a natural asshole. And you know what? I I somewhat give him the benefit of the, of the doubt because I don't know if he knew he was performing there and what type of venue it was or what he was told beforehand. But I also feel like he wasn't acting professional. He He wasn't giving the best show that he could have. Another artist I feel like would be a horrible friend is Birdman. By now, we should have all seen or at least heard about the interview that Birdman did with The Breakfast Club where he got confrontational with the show on them, you know, making fun of him and at some point beforehand. And he wanted to pull up and have respect put on his name. And I feel like that whole situation and that whole two-minute interview that the Breakfast Club attempted to really have was just childish. Birdman, aka Baby, looked like a grown-ass baby. He walked into that interview pouting. He he fussed when he didn't get the answers or the reaction that he wanted, and he stormed out like a big-ass toddler. That's one reason why I feel like he'd be a horrible friend, but I also feel like he has no sense of humor. I can't recall one time where I've seen Birdman laugh or even crack a smile. He's always just cold stone face. And you know what? I know I don't see him on the daily basis and I'm not inside his house and I'm not, you know, around him and his his normal actions. But I feel like if you're doing an interview or something seen out in public, you can smile every once in a while. You don't have to be cheesing ear to ear, but dang, can you at least pretend like you're happy? Okay, third artist I would like to mention that would be a horrible friend is G-Eazy. Jeezy has been in the game for quite some time because I was jamming him early college, which would be around 2011. And he's just now, you know, 
bubbling, getting some mainstream play. And he even has a song on the radio now with Chris Brown. So he he's doing okay. And he also is featured on a new Britney Spears song. So I'm just like, okay, you're moving on up the ladder. Good for you. But in the back of my mind, every time I hear him on the radio, I think of the time I met him. It might have been 2012 or 13, around that area. I went to a show and it was headlined by Hoodie Allen, but he was the opener. Now, he he did a great job performing. He was super sweaty. I believe he was smoking on stage. All That's all fine. It was all great. It was groovy. End of show meet and greet I'm in line about to get a poster of him signed and he looks like he's not alive like his eyes are open but he looks lifeless it was almost to the point where I wanted to maybe call for help I mean his boys were around him helping him you know manage the lines and sign posters but I don't know. He just seemed too, way too high to function. So I'm getting my poster signed. We take a picture together. And I'm like, oh, you know, thanks for doing this. You know, whatever you say when you were in a meet and greet. And he just seemed like, he looked at me. And he just seemed like he was too cool to talk. You know, he just gave me the nod, a little pat. And sent me on my way. And I wasn't expecting to get a long conversation or a bear hug or anything like that. Because I'm not even into stuff like that. But but damn, say thank you. Say hello. Like, oh, what's your name? Did you enjoy the show? Something of that nature instead of just silence. Again, he might have been too high to function. But still, it was rude to me. And he just seems like... He's that person who thinks he's just too cool to even, you know, acknowledge someone's presence. And I also feel like he doesn't have much personality. I've heard him on the radio now. I've seen music videos of him, but I don't, I don't really know who g Easy is. I just feel like, again, he's lifeless. He's not there. And it's, it's ironic now that I'm saying this, but he's just, he's just there. It's like a g Easy ghost. And I'm sorry, I am not in the business of being friends with ghosts. And the last rapper I would like to mention that will make a horrible friend, which plays into the fact on how I receive their music, is Kanye West. I'm not even going to get into his outbursts and his rants. What I am going to touch on, which makes him seem like a horrible friend, is that he gives off the impression that he doesn't know when to stop. I feel like Kanye West is the guy who beats the dead horse, who continues with the joke when the joke isn't funny anymore. He seems like the guy who is over the top, who is extra, whose hand is always up in class asking the questions that we already answered. That's Kanye West. He also seems like the guy who is always wanting to compete. He wants to walk faster than you, talk faster than you. He wants to get more money than you. And it's like, you don't always have to be in competition with someone. It's okay to just chill and live your life. You don't have to feel like you have to beat someone at something all the time. That's Kanye West. 
And I'm sorry, you may think he's a genius and he's your Yeezus, but he seems like he is extremely annoying. I'd be the person in the corner looking at him crazy being like, really Kanye, again? Really Kanye, another one? Back at it again with the stupid shit? But hey, that's just me. I'm not in the business of sitting at a table and shaking hands and being friends with Action Bronson, Birdman, g Easy, or Kanye. You're welcome to fight me on it. But hey, I don't want you to think that I'm just all negative and I think every rapper is a horrible person. There's some rappers who I feel like I would get along with so well and that I would be best friends with. One of those rappers is Mac Miller. I don't know if any of you all watched his MTV2 reality show, but I was dying laughing almost every episode. I felt like Mac Miller and I would be homies, we'd be cracking jokes, be we would be silly, we'd be writing rhymes, like we'd be doing everything together. We were born in the same year, like we're the same age, we like I feel like we have so much in common. Mac Miller, call me up hit me up, we're gonna be friends. And it's funny because before his reality show, I did not pay him much mind. I mean, there was like two songs of his that I liked and it was Knock Knock and Loud, I believe. And everything else just sounded sleepy and boring. And then I watched his reality show, my mind just opened up so much to him and I was like okay let me give you music another listen and I found a bit more songs that I did enjoy and I also felt he was improving with his rapping at the same time so I was I was feeling proud of him I was like yes Mac Miller you do better yes Mac Miller you make that better music and all around I'm a Mac Miller fan Another artist I feel like would be a great friend is Currency. Currency gives me the feeling of being his country cousin. He he gives off vibes that that we know each other and that we can share secrets with each other. He just gives me he just gives me that vibe. I went to a currency show once and on stage he seemed so humble, he seemed so genuine, and he seemed so courteous. I was just in the crowd like, damn, they still make dudes like you? I didn't think niggas appreciated shit anymore. And that's why I feel like currency would be a great friend because he is a rare coin to come by. And that pun was intended. Third artist I would like to say would be a great friend which affects how I listen to their music sometimes and how I receive their lyrics is J. Cole, Mr. Go Platinum with no features. Although you don't see much J. Cole when it comes to the limelight and in the media, he does give me the type of impression that he is extremely trustworthy and honest. J. Cole makes me feel like he wouldn't lie. And that is also something rare to come by. Usually everyone's going to lie at some point in their life. And I feel like J. Cole doesn't need to lie about anything. J. Cole is going to tell you straight up and real. J. Cole is going to be the friend who tells you, yes, you look fat in that dress. But you know what? This other dress looks amazing on you. 
J. Cole is going to help you out in your time of need. J. Cole is going to come through when you got a flat tire and drive you home. That That is the vibe that I get from J. Cole. I know I'm saying vibe a lot, but man, these people can really give off an aura that can affect how you you know, perceive them. And J. Cole really makes me think that he is, he is a stand-up guy. And the last person I would like to mention that seems like would be a great friend of mine is my favorite rapper, Drizzy Drake Rogers, Aubrey Drake Graham, Mr. Light Skin Keith Sweat himself. If you like Drake or not, we can all agree on this. He can take a joke. He's been known to make fun of himself and be silly and carefree on several different occasions. The most recent occasion I, I can recall is him hosting SNL and his whole opening monologue is him making fun of himself and all the memes of him out there in the world. And I don't know about you, but me personally, I need a friend that can take a joke because I I am spitballing jokes and I'm making fun of people 24-7, not in a malicious way, but you know, that's just how me and my family are. We make fun of each other, we make fun of ourselves, and we make fun of other people. And I need you to be able to understand that and and to laugh at that. And Drake would be the person to do that. In addition to a good laugh, I also feel like Drake is that person that you go to with your problems. He is that readily accessible shoulder to cry on. And he's okay with being that person too. I'm not gonna lie, sometimes people will come to me with their problems or come to me crying and I feel awkward. I feel out of out of place. And I'm just like, hey, like, why why are you coming to me? Like, it's so much pressure. And I feel like Drake would take on that pressure and just filter it out. He would just take it in very calmly. And he would be able to calm you and soothe you and just listen. And male or female, everyone needs that person in their life. Someone you can go to that's willing to listen and just give you some some good advice and i feel like he he would be that person drake baby favorite rapper future husband you if you're listening to this hit me up we we can chat we can laugh we can make fun of each other and then you know we can get personal and we can cry on each other's shoulder so yeah i hope to be friends with mac miller currency j cole and drake one day as i was talking about currency i was just thinking damn this fool he really just can't catch a break i mean he did have a mainstream song it was that uh i think it was called bottom of the bottle or something like that with little wayne and august alcina and it was a good song but other than that he hasn't gotten much radio play that i can recall And it sucks because I really do like him. And I feel like there's so many other artists like him who are good at what they do, but just either can't catch a break or just disappeared altogether and you just don't know why. Just like Currency, I feel the same way about Tink. Tink, she's been on the scene for a while. She sings, she raps, she dances. She's unapologetically black. She got signed with Timbaland. And she drops a song and it doesn't get much buzz. And I'm kind of confused on why. 
Tink is an extremely good rapper and she's a good singer as well. And I don't understand why she can't catch the break that she deserves. Same thing for Rhapsody. Rhapsody is dope as hell. She's got bars. She gets so many cosigns from hip hop legends and greats and people who have just been around hip hop for so many years, yet mainstream media won't give her the time of day. It's frustrating. I can say the same thing about Chris Webby. Chris Webby has been in, he's just been rapping for so long. I remember watching freestyle videos of him. I would say, oh, I don't know, maybe like seven years ago. And they were extremely dope. He was going bar for bar with people, just spitting out dope shit. Yet, so many people still don't know who he is. Same goes for Corey Guns. I like Corey Guns. Corey Guns can spit. He, but he only gets shine for being on that one Little Wayne song, which was six foot, seven foot. I don't know what it is. I feel like he can spit some hot fire at times, and a lot of people don't realize that. Another one being Big Crit. Big Crit, I feel like, is a potential legend. He's a potential great. Yet, I don't know what it is. I guess maybe he doesn't have that star quality that people look for in an artist when they jam them or put them on the radio. But Big Crit is a great rapper and he has great content. So I don't I don't see where the disconnect is. There's also a disconnect when it comes to Hobson. Hobson, another rapper who can spit bar for bar. He's clever. He's funny. He is unique. He's original. Yet he always finds himself just plateauing. He's just right at the same spot where I found him. And I don't see him going up any further, unfortunately, as much as I would like him to. I know there's a lot of drama within his camp or his previous camp, Funk Volume, when it comes to management and just behind the scenes work. But I really do hope him and wish him the best. I've met him before. He seems like a great guy. The whole Funk Volume team actually seemed like great people, but for some reason they just can't lift off and it's sad. And the last person I feel like who just can't catch a break is Lil Mama. Most of it is just done by her own doing. She gives off corny vibes, yet I never felt like Lil Mama couldn't rap. I feel like she can rap and she can spit and she is clever and I've heard freestyles of her and I've heard cover songs from her. Yet, when a person just gets one look at Little Mama, they just want to laugh and be like, oh, that chick who sung about her lip gloss was popping and jumped on stage with Jay-Z and Alicia Keys when she wasn't supposed to be up there. And it's it's sad that, you know, those previous events are going to follow her, which seem like forever. But if you ask me, she did a great job at playing Left Eye in a TLC movie. And she can rap. It's just, I don't know, it's just past events and the corny vibes that she gives off because she does seem like she she tries really hard when it comes to like interviews or just I don't know just how she moves in general but she she can rap to me but getting back into 2016's music and you know what's been put out thus far we've had a lot great projects we had a lot of diversity but I'm going to talk about three big projects that's dropped this year just 
just projects that I just wanted to comment on really quickly just to give you my opinion on it because it seems as though everyone else have an opinion on these albums as well. Okay, let's talk about views. You knew it was going to happen. Drake, you know, I call Drake my husband, so you knew I was going to talk about his album in full. But it's I'm not going to talk about it in a way that you probably expect me to. Now, first thing I want to mention when I talk about views, unfortunately, is Joe Budden was right about it. Joe Budden mentioned on his podcast that views sounded uninspired. I completely agree. It did sound uninspired, but views still sounded good. Drake definitely didn't put out a trash album. There are some good songs on views. Yes, views may sound redundant to previous songs and have, you know, similar content to things he's already put out, but we can't really be mad at that because at the end of the day, that is the Drake that we love and we like to hear. So how mad can we be when the new Drake sounds like the old Drake, but we always want the old Drake? I do wish and feel like as a fan, I deserve to get something more progressing, something more intriguing. But what what can we expect when someone like a rapper like Drake just pulls from his own life? He's not making up stories. He's not pretending to be someone he's not. He's like, hey, these are these are the lyrics that I live. And it sounds like my old stuff because I'm still living that same life. So I can't be mad at Drake for giving me the same stuff if his same stuff is the, is the life that he's living. But I do have advice for Drake so he doesn't have another album in the future that sounds uninspired. And I feel like it's the obvious thing to do and that's to take a break. I know as a consumer of music, yes, I love getting new music all the time, but so many things are dropping and becoming disposable that I feel like Drake has the opportunity, the space to step away if he wants to. Drake doesn't have to put out an album every single year. Despite their little frenemy relationship that Drake and Jay-Z have, I feel like Drake should put out music how Jay-Z puts out music every couple years and just feature on some shit in between. All I'm saying is that Drake just needs to pace himself so he's not putting out back-to-back-to-back projects that sound the same. You need to be able to live life, enjoy some things, have some experience, make some memories so you can come back to this music shit and come back to the studio and have something new to write and record. Another project I would like to touch on is Still Brazy by YG. Now, this album I thoroughly enjoyed. I felt like I was an honorary member of a blood gang in the West Coast and I was I was the head honcho or something. He made me feel like I was from his hood and we ran stuff. YG really impressed me. Originally, I thought YG was one-dimensional. He wasn't going to go anywhere with his career, but he countlessly proved me wrong. He would go away, and i feel like, okay, he's done for. Then he'd come back and do things even better, and I love that about him. YG went from toot it and boot it to my nigga to who do you love, 
and then now we have Twist My Fingers and, you know, Why You Always Hatin'. And those songs are amazing off the new album. Although, at first, I would sometimes confuse him with Problem. Because Problem? Problem and him have similar similar sounds occasionally. And then, back in the day, I mixed YG up with YC. Just because, of course, they sound similar. YG, YC. But YC is the guy who put out Racks. I don't know if y'all remember that song. There was tons of remixes to it. But it was like, Racks on Racks on Racks. Racks on Racks on Racks. I don't know the, the rest of the lyrics, but that's basically the track. But that is not YG. That is YC. But again, YG, he impressed me. He continues to grow and do better than his last stuff. And I feel like that's what a rapper should be doing. A rapper should be in competition with themselves, always wanting to outdo their last. And that's what YG does. And the last project I just want to comment on, share my opinions on is not a rap album, but it's arguably the album of the year, and it's Lemonade. At this point, we all know Lemonade is amazing, but let me just let me just quickly just comment on it. I love Lemonade because it was a whole package deal. Beyonce and Beyonce's team was playing no games. Beyonce had all the answers to the questions that you haven't even asked yet. She was like, oh, you want a hit song? Okay, get your ass in formation. Oh, you want some music videos? Well, here's a visual album. Oh, you want a tour? Tickets are on sale now. Oh, you want some merchandise? Okay, here's that Ivy Park sweater that you've been wanting. Oh, you want me at your award show? Well, guess what? I'm performing at the BET Awards with your favorite rapper, Kendrick Lamar. And oh, what? I'm not for the people? Okay, well, watch me be unapologetically black every time I move now. I'm wearing braids. My baby got an afro. My Negro got a big nose. And every time I come through, I'm going to be wearing that backcountry, down south Negro clothing. Beyonce came to slay. And she, at this point, may be the best to ever do it. She is so on point at this time. It's it's mind-blowing at this point. I used to be a Beyonce disbeliever, unfortunately. I was like, why are people calling her queen? Calm down. It is not that serious. But she's really earned that title when it comes to 2016. No other woman is in her lane no one can outdo her everyone bows to her if you ask another artist or anyone in the media or in the limelight a question about Beyonce is going to be nothing but good because they know what effect saying a bad comment about her would do to their career that's Beyonce and Lemonade sealed the deal Lemonade icing on the cake Lemonade fork in the bun Beyonce, she's the only person that could turn Lemons into a hit album. I think, I think that's enough music talk for today. If you ask me, I've just been sipping my tea, ranting about all these different albums and artists. And I think it's time, I think it's time we wrap things up. Don't forget, with every podcast episode, you also get a playlist. So go to teawithtammy.net under playlist to listen to 10 new banging songs that you can share with your friends. Follow the show on SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
LinkedIn, and YouTube, all at Tea with Tammy. Want to be a guest on Tea with Tammy? Want to have your music featured on the show? Or want to submit a topic for next week's show? Go to teawithtammy.net and message me. And until next time, sip tea.